Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free gift for you on how to scale your agency to multiple six and even seven figures and beyond by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself from the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is text the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. Again, that's 720-792-8036. Just text the word freedom and I'll send you the free gift on how to achieve freedom in your agency and life. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners? Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. Today, I'm hanging out with Shanice Miller. She is a business productivity consultant specializing in project management who helps clients ranging from small startups to multi million dollar businesses save hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars. Her passion for identifying and solving inefficiencies began when she sold her first business, an educational consultancy that had been recognized in Forbes and BET. And over the last 10 years, Shanice has used her ability to identify operational inefficiencies and create solutions to help all sorts of businesses. So welcome, Shanice, to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Love to be here. I uh, I love talking about operations and business efficiencies and systems and process. It's like it's like the stuff that I wish I had more time to do. But I know yes. if I like I don't have the time to do it because I haven't done it as much as I should. And I if I did it, I'd have more time. Like it's this. Yes. I don't know. Is it like a chicken <laughs> or egg problem? You get what I'm throwing down here. I'm sure a lot oh, of yes. listeners feel this right now, right? So many CEOs, so many business owners feel that same way. Like, what do I do first? Uh, I need to get money in. Let me bring in business. Oh, you know, now I don't have that same capacity. I can't get things delivered on time. Things are taking forever. It's really painful. And But it's it does take that time to actually set up the systems. So you definitely hit the nail right on the head. What are your... Um, I mean, you obviously help do this with businesses all the time, right? You go in and you look at what what's going on and kind of what kind of systems need to be, be be put in place. Sometimes, you know, I hear from people and also for myself, right? It's like, sometimes I spend a lot of time building a system in a place in my business and you get like, I don't know if it's like you get caught up in the tools or, you know, you, you build a system that like maybe is over-engineered for the situation, you know, and then you got this other thing on the other side of your business that's actually taking up a lot of your time that has no system, right? How do you decide like what system like when you build a system for something and and prioritizing, right? Like how much energy and how much complexity that you put into uh, to a system to create more efficiency? Yeah, so that's a really good question. I always say when things start to get really painful. So like I know for me and for a lot of my clients, sometimes you just don't have that time anymore to take on more clients. So now that client process is getting painful. Now, you know, you you're feeling like you're overwhelmed, you're overworked. I definitely felt that same way as well when I had my educational consulting business. And that's what led me to do the uh, Tesla group, to open up Tesla group and work on systems is because I had those same pain points. And that's what made me realize I needed better systems in place. Um, And to answer your question about how do you know, 
Um, there are different areas of pain. So maybe you might start at the place that's most painful first. So say if maybe marketing is painful because it's all based on um, you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, what are the things that you are really good at? What are your strengths? Because sometimes those things aren't so painful for you versus you know just trying to do a lot of things that maybe you don't enjoy or you're not the best at. And that could be the biggest pain point. So we would target those systems. But I do have three main um, systems that I do set up for clients. And that those are the marketing systems, sales systems, and client delivery work, because those are the areas where people usually have the most pain in those those places. Yeah, that's cool. Which which obviously, you know, those are, you know, that's, that's where where the business is, right? Is, is between those those three things, right? I mean, that's really systematizing, systematizing the uh, the business. And and I know like when I think of systems in a service business, you know, I mean it's it's rarely software. It's usually procedures and processes and checklists, which all sound riveting, right? <laughs> like, oh yes, I need to have a SOP, right? A standard <laughs> operating procedure. Like, yes, that's what I want to do today is I want to build an SOP for something or follow an SOP for that matter, right? And I and we preach this a lot within our program of creating SOPs, building a culture of, of pro- documenting processes. But, you know, it all sounds good, but I think in practice, it always ends up being a lot harder. And you're so right. I work with one particular consulting client and they say they want the SOPs, but what I really realized is that people want SOPs incorporated into their client, into the work. So say, for instance, like instead of just having this one big master document that just has everything written down for every portion that you're going to go through, um, what we do is we actually take it apart and we have the SOPs incorporated into the tools, into the software, um, so that if someone's doing that client work or someone's doing that marketing, they can just click on the particular task into the tool, into the tool or the software program that you have. And you know, as you know too, tools are just that's just the technology. It doesn't matter if you have one or another. I have preferences, but we work with whatever tools that the owner loves to work with because really you have to like the tool to use it. <laughs> so. But um, yeah, so I would say that really incorporating those processes, those systems into the tools, making it a part of their day-to-day tasks, that's really the key. Instead of just having something that's just, oh, I have my SOPs, they're all over here. You want to really incorporate it into what you're doing and really strive to make that a part of the day so that we don't forget things. Mm, Yeah. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to let you know about a hosting platform that is giving digital agencies and creators around the world an edge when it comes to site speed, scalability, and profit. It's called Cloudways, and it's designed to create exceptional experiences for you and your clients that guarantees unmatched performance, reliability, and choice with 24-7 award-winning support. Cloudways is excited to offer our listeners a $50 hosting credit in addition to their amazing benefits of their agency partner program. For more details, head over to yougurus.com slash cloudways or use promo code DASCW when signing up. Let's get back to our show. I'm sure there are a lot of listeners who have a Google Drive, who have a, you know, even in their tools, maybe they have a tool. It's like, oh, this is our project management tool. And then, you know, a lot of work is being done outside that tool, right? I mean, this is a constant yes. battle that agency owners face, right? Like maybe in practice, they have Basecamp or they have 
teamwork or ClickUp, but they also have Slack and they're, yes. you know, they're <laughs> off like slacking each other for stuff that should be inside of the PM tool, right? Um, so yes, and that's you, exactly what happens. Um, you, I see that all the time with agency owners in particular. They love the tools. They want to have a Slack. They want to have the Excello. They want to have an Asana or a Monday.com and also still use Tradial. <laughs> and it's just all these tools pieced together where we can really work together and clean out a lot of tools because a lot of times it's not about having more tools, it's having those tools work well and flow with one another. And I do eliminate a lot of tools that if people are using more than three. <laughs> <laughs> so three is the number, right? If you're, uh, I'm, I'm opening up my, I literally have a tools tab in my uh, browser and I think I have more than three. That's my, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how many tools are in there, but we'll just, we'll okay. just leave it at more than three. Yes. But how do you create that? Like, I, I get the like, the SOP needs to be kind of in, in people's faces, right? Like in the environment that they're hanging out in. So if it's in a PM tool, if it's in in that that space, right? That that's the that's where it needs to be, not in some kind of centralized doc, document. But like, I see a lot of agency owners struggle with, you know, they've created the SOPs, right? Which is step one, right? Can't follow an SOP that doesn't exist. But then like getting everybody to follow the SOPs or make a culture of following SOPs, you know, is um, is like this maybe more elusive second step, right? It, it, just because you created SOPs doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to actually get used. Yes. Yeah, so that's actually a really good question as well, where one particular company I worked with, they had that same issue. The, they created all these SOPs and then they were wondering like, okay, well, we have it here, but people are skipping steps. So what we had to do was take those SOPs, break them down into the tasks that you would use into your PM, and then have those steps as checklists. So the person that was doing those SOPs would have to literally check off that they did each part of you know, that particular task in order for it to be marked as complete. And if they didn't go through the checklist, they didn't check off those things saying that they did them, then it would show the task was incomplete and that person would be, you know, the the person who was managing them or whatever would be notified that they were overdue or they didn't do certain areas or will be kicked back to them as well. Mm. So the SOP, like SOPs that need to be followed on a regular basis for repeatable tasks should all have like a really simple checklist with those key items of like, you know, did you do this? Did you do this? Et cetera, right? And then if somebody wants the full instruction manual, then they'd go back to the SOP. So one of the things that I really recommend and I found is very helpful is maybe you might have like a quick line of what it is the person's doing and then maybe a quick Loom video about how to do it. So then they don't have to keep going back and forth between different tools or between an SOP to look for something. It's all right there at their fingertips so that in that task where they have the checklist, they can also have a link to a video. And it's a, a quick three-minute video. Once again, like I'm a person who's like, don't give me something that's 30 minutes to watch. <laughs> Break it down into small bits so that people don't get bored and they know how to do it or can navigate. And it's just broken up into smaller pieces so they can see where they are in the flow of everything. That's hard though. I mean, you know, there's the famous Mark Twain quote of if I had uh, if I had more time, I would have written you a shorter letter. <laughs> and uh, 
I think well, that's, you know, because they somebody thinks, oh, I'll just create a loom. And they get on loom and it's like, hey, what's up, team? Here's, I'm just going to walk <laughs> you through this process. And, oh, we're going to open up teamwork. And we're going to, you know, before you know it, you're like eight minutes in. You're like, yeah. this thing hasn't even started yet. So, I mean, is there like any, any best practices to help people create shorter, punchier, engaging how-tos for the team? I mean, is it going as far as like editing the the videos and cutting out the superfluous content or is it is it planning them as like little mini courses for your team? So what I found to be the most helpful in that instance is really because I do know people can get wordy. Some people are just <laughs> I'm a person I'm a person who's very direct. I'm straight to the point. Um, I use things and I think that's my zone of genius to make something that's really complex into something very simple. Like I had some people who would say, oh, okay, we're going to call this a meeting. We're going to call this employee relations. It's like, no, both of those are just meetings. <laughs> you don't have to use extra words for the same thing. And that's why I see people so say many employee times relations. Videos. That's a thing. Somebody yeah. said empo- they say meetings are now employee. Re- oh, we don't have, well, we don't have lots of meetings. It's a different meetings. type of meeting. We it's have a different employee, type of meeting now. employee relations, right? Like that just but feels like somebody wants to add more meetings to my calendar. Yes, but it's, you know, it's things like that that you see that we can just kind of trim the fat. And what I usually tell people, and especially when you give those limits, those parameters, like make this video only two minutes, one, three minutes, one minute, it makes the person get right to the point of it. So you in the kind of like a format might be, okay, let's talk about uh, what's the goal for this video. We're going to teach you, you know, one sentence exactly how to do this particular aspect. So we are going to break it down really based on the task and we're going to stick to just that task at hand or just that checklist. And a lot of times we, if we're sharing our screen, doing a screen recording or something like that, we're not going to try to do as a lengthy explanation because someone can watch us as they're doing the screen recording. So I find those to be very um, beneficial to the person who's watching and also the person who's trying to record the process. Agencies struggle sometimes with, I think, processes and systems because a lot of times it's the agency owner, you know, it's not the whole team. Let's talk about seats for a minute. I I know that as agencies grow from, you know, five-person shops to 10 to 15, right, to 20 and beyond, you know, they start to have these, these new roles that kind of get introduced, you know, where like, the business owner has like five or 10 or whatever, 13 hats that they wear. And they kind of surf between these different roles very fluidly, right? Whether they're Mm -hmm. managing overall like internal operations or they're, you know, jumping in with a client and they're kind of managing a project and pushing it towards a timeline and making sure that tasks are getting completed and that team members know what's going on. And there's kind of like account management in terms of, you know, selling the ideas to the client and making sure that they're happy and they're not upset and that the, you know, they kind of grease the wheels and make sure that this project's, you know, moving, moving towards not just a finish line, but the client's happy with the process, right? Like there's these, these individual seats. And I know that like a lot of agencies that are in that growth stage struggle with this. Can you talk a little bit about how you help clients get clarity around some of those key seats, the roles and responsibilities that get introduced at that level? Yes, that's actually like a really big, (laughs) that's a big ask, but I'll try to break it down very simply. I actually have a free mini training just for your listeners. It goes in depth on how to automate um, some of these key systems and processes that you're talking about so that the digital agency can scale to six, seven, and eight figures. But really, I like to do everything based on a goal. 
what is the goal that you have for hiring this new seat? And then when you have that job description written out, you can start recording, writing down, and uploading those tasks into your project management tool or your software. So you already have a list of tasks that you want this person to do. It matches the job description so that you know and you're in alignment of who you want to hire for that particular position. And since those tasks are already written out, you can make and you can upload those tasks into a software. So it's no longer having people wondering what they're doing, where they're going to go. I usually kind of refer to this like how I one time I went to Ikea and I bought some furniture from Ikea. And for some reason, I lost the instruction manual. <laughs> so I'm sitting there with all these pieces out in place. I have, I opened up the box. Everything's just out there. And I'm trying to piece it together from how I remember best how. And it just doesn't work. You're I, at the end of it, like I had one part on backwards. Um, I had extra pieces left over. The whole thing just fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> but if I would have had those instructions, if I would have had those tasks listed out in front of me, showing me exactly detailed what this person's going to do, and it matched what I'm trying to achieve, that goal, then I would have been able to do it a lot quicker, a lot easier, less stressful. And it would have been a product that was high quality, which is what I wanted. So really just making sure that you have the job description, you have an outline of the tasks that you need to do that they're all in one and that's how you can just do it, but break it up into smaller pieces. If you want to really build out the account management, build that out first. Don't try to keep doing, I see this a lot. People will try to do one thing over here, then another thing over there, and then try to go back to the thing that they were doing first. If you want to build out um, your account management or you want to build out the client work part, just stick to focus on that area first build it out, make sure that it works, bring someone in, and then move on to the next area. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to tell you about one of my favorite white-label partners, E2M. They can help with all your website design, web development, SEO, and content needs for your client projects. This includes WordPress, WooCommerce, Shopify, BigCommerce, Webflow, Duda, SiteGlide, custom PHP applications, and much more. Have peace of mind when it comes to your outsourcing needs. Let E2M become an extension of your team so you can grow and scale how you want. Check them out today at e2msolutions.com. That's E, the number two, M, solutions.com. All right, back to our show. When we think about efficiency and how we as owners in the business, and really our entire teams, but I know a lot of agency owners out there that struggle with the number of meetings that they have and the number of commitments they have, whether it's with, you know, team and contractors or clients and trying to, you know, it's kind of like, hey, it's like an easy solution, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, we got this project, you know, let's let's just have a meeting about it and we'll kind of push yeah. it forward, right? <laughs> so how do you, what, I mean, any hacks or, or, or thoughts around how agency owners can become more efficient and, and look at their meeting load? I mean, I, I this is something I'm, super guilty of, right? I mean, have lots of different projects going lots of different directions. And it's like, there's like this easy, like solution, like, oh, yeah, we'll just meet on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll just get we'll get a cadence going, right? And, and I think that at some level, like with your core, my core team, you know, we have to have at least some weekly performance uh, meetings. But I see a lot of people's calendars and they're, they're a lot of, it's like meeting rific, you know, it's just like, woo, you know, got a lot of time there uh, with, with other folks. 
Any any thoughts or hacks around how to get fewer meetings but still stay highly effective and productive? So I am one of those people who hates meetings, but that's my personality. And I realize that some people love meetings. So you will see some people's um, thing, some people's calendars has all these types of meetings, but it's just because that's their personality. They work best when they're trying to talk something out with someone, flush it out, things like that. But for all the meetings, because like I said, I hate meetings. I'm that person who's like, if I see a meeting, it is useless. I'm going to just cancel it. So we can talk about this in you know, our particular channel on the task or anything like that. I see a lot of times people will do like these status meetings. And to me, those status update meetings aren't the most effective. Um, you can get that same thing by having a dashboard, um, installing a dashboard that really shows you like where you are on the project, where everyone is, and it can walk you particularly through that instead of, and you can see it at a glance, instead of having to ask someone, um, I know for, just to kind of give you a reference point, every day, one particular person would at, wanted to have a 15 minute status meeting. They wanted to do these sprints. And each time that everybody would go in there and they're saying what they're going to do for the day, what they did yesterday, who's really paying attention to that? <laughs> you know, after you leave those status meetings, are you like really pumped to go and do what you said you were going to do for the day? Or you're just like, okay, I'm here. Let me figure out something that I'm going to do to say at this meeting so that we can just keep it moving and I don't get dinged or whatever like that, like I'm not paying attention. But what's better off is if we have all the tasks listed out, we have the tasks that are written out for each day for each employee, and then we can see and we have, we have due dates attached to those tasks too. And we can see which employees are falling behind so that we can, you know, maybe reach out to that person and do more of an individual talk or meeting to have that one-on-one -on -one type of level um, of attention and help them to get on board, see where it is that they're stuck. And there are different areas you can label it in different softwares and tools. Like you can, if someone says they're stuck, instead of waiting for the meeting, now someone can get notified that they're stuck. They can make mark that as their particular status of the task. Um, the same thing with being able to have just like an overall dashboard of an overall visibility without having to micromanage people. And you can eliminate all of those 15, 30-minute daily meetings. You know, if you're having five people in a group, 30 minutes a day, five days a week, that adds up. That's extra time. You could be actually working on the actual work or trying to strategize and see what you're going to do most. And, you know, I don't want to leave out the people who actually do their work either. So you can give the people doing their work praise. You can check in on them too. But it's more of a like, okay, what are what are we needing individually and not like this big group? Let's all meet and just say what we're going to do. And, you know, that's not really helping us move the ball forward towards our goal. Janice, I love it. I love all the efficiencies. I love the SOPs. I love this conversation. I'm sure many of our listeners you know, enjoy this type of episode where they get to think about this for their own business, make these things a priority. Uh, implement better systems, get their time back, and uh, and hopefully live a happier, uh, more fulfilling uh, life with their business. So do you have a few minutes to stick around for our lightning round? Definitely. What is the best advice you've ever received? The best advice that I ever received was to take a break. If you are feeling overwhelmed or if you're just not in the groove of things, you're not going to be productive anyway trying to force yourself. So just take a break, maybe go for a quick walk or something like that and get back to it after you 
you have your mind clear, and now you can actually focus on it. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Ooh, so I actually uh, set three things to accomplish each day. And these are three easy or quick wins that I know can move my business forward. And once I get those complete, then I feel accomplished. I know that I did something that was really meaningful instead of just busy work. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? Yeah, so ClickUp is actually one of my favorite tools. It helps me keep everything organized. I know exactly what needs to be done each day. We can make those nice dashboards that I talked about, and we could connect all of the businesses together. And ClickUp really helps me, especially after weekends or breaks, because I used to come back and I would spend so much time trying to figure out what tasks that I leave off on the prior week. What do I need to do today? Now I just look at that task list and I just get to work. And what book would you recommend and why? So I actually love like those personality test type of books. So this one book is called Spark by Jonathan Fields. And it's a quick read, but it really revealed what tasks in my business and in life actually bring me joy and why. And it talked to me about which ones I would dread doing and which ones I would be better off handing over to someone else to do. So it really helped me in my business and it gave me some reference point as to what can I actually do that's going to be the most beneficial and what am I doing that's I'm actually spending too much time on and I should hand it over to someone else. Awesome. We will link out to those resources, have lots of takeaways, tips, quotables over at our show notes page, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. So if you're out on a run or on the road or on your bike like me, then check it out, yougurus.com slash podcast. If you're listening to this week of, you'll see Shanice's picture at the top. Click on her and you'll get to those links for ClickUp, for Spark, um, as well as lots of takeaways from today, like taking a break, which I love that <laughs> advice. So great, uh, great insight there. Shanice, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have they can check out? Definitely. So I create a special page just for your listeners. It's taskleygroup.com slash T-D-A-S, which stands for the Design Agency Show. And there is where they can get my three steps to automate systems in your business to scale to six, seven, and eight figures. And they can also book a call to chat with me about their personal business systems or they can connect with me on LinkedIn or IG. All of these things are on that same page, taslegroup.com slash T-D-A-S for the Digital Agency Show. Very good. Well, we will also link out to that special landing page for our listeners at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. So we'll make sure that you all have that if you want to follow Shanice over at LinkedIn or Instagram or get those resources. Uh, definitely check out her website, see what she's up to. And if you're looking for more great content from uh, Shanice about how to create efficiencies in your business, definitely follow her on social media. Shanice, thank you so much for stopping by the program today. Thank you so much for having me. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want this free gift all about how to scale to six and seven figures and beyond in your agency, just text the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. That's the word FREEDOM to 720-792-8036. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Brent Weaver.